Hello, and welcome to episode 109 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And Watsy was like, show notes, we got you, dog. <laughs> and they banned everything. Everything. Like, this is probably the largest ban list in the history of Magic. Yeah, I wanted to go through and count how many bans we had today versus how many bans we've had, like earlier this year where we've had more bands than any other time in magic and compare them, but yeah, I, I didn't I, get around to I it. I think it was like maybe not individual cards, but there are, I think there are 15 things that were banned. Yeah. Yeah. That's so a lot. it is a lot, a lot. So we're going to talk all about that and mm-hmm. maybe what this does to formats going forward. A little bit. So, Some so quick thoughts, I think. Yeah. So if you'd like to uh, get at us on uh, Twitter, you can tweet at us at casual tripod. Yep. You guys can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can drop us an email, show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com. Um, if you guys are looking to pick up any singles, like maybe because your deck was banned out of existence and you need to find something else to play, or because Kaldheim singles are like ridiculously cheap right now, don't forget to use our TCG player affiliate link tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com uh, anything that you purchase after following that link we'll get a little cut off to help keep the show rolling also don't forget about our patreon if you want to support us a little bit more directly patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg patrons get early access to our show notes i usually post them the day before the show goes live and we record our kind of pre-show catch-up rambling sound check for patrons also and that goes up usually on tuesdays Speaking of patrons, I have a couple secret lair codes that I need to do something with. Uh, one is for the Seb artist secret lair. Uh, I think it's the like fairy looking sleeve. And then I have one code for the unfathomable brutality of basic land sleeves. So if any of our patrons are interested in that, post up in Discord or shoot me a message. And first come, first serve, I'll pass those out. Um, if nobody claims them by the time we record next week, I will also I'll throw them up in uh, in the freebies area in Discord and first come first serve there. Also, speaking of Discord, we have a Discord channel. You should check it out. There's a link in the description. There's a link on Facebook, link on Twitter. If you can't get in and you want to get in, uh, get a hold of us any of the above ways, and we can provide you a link to get you into the discussion. I still do have a few Caldheim pre-release codes. Um, if anybody hasn't gotten one post up in discord i've got maybe seven or eight of them uh so post up and i'll send them out first come first serve there also we've been up to something else the last couple weeks too haven't we we have and what's that putting stuff on youtube yeah we got a pretty full channel now yeah so three more well by the time you hear this two drafts will have gone up uh and a third will come up on uh friday Mm-hmm. I might have one more draft. I'm trying to be a little bit more selective. Like, watch me go 2-3 because, like, in two games I don't, like, play. It's probably not, like, the best content. Yeah. So, I'm trying to be a little more selective about what I put up. Also, uh, forgive me, two of the drafts I recorded super late at night, so I might have been a little quiet, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, I improved my thumbnail game drastically. Yeah, they look awesome. It's like I'm a professional. So going forward, I'm probably going to do a little bit less draft content. If you listen to the pre-show, the short of it is 
I'm just hemorrhaging money and I don't know how to fix it. So I put it in Discord and I'll put it out here. If you guys have like decks you want me to play, like I could play like, you know, some best of three or best of one with and like, you know, maybe critique or make changes. I have a few decks that are definitively not on the meta and not uh, not anything anyone's talking about but just things that, yeah. like at the start of the format i had wanted to try that i haven't tried yet yeah. that i'm going to like play and maybe kind of do it as like a here's where i'm starting let's kind of like build and see what we need to change and and what cards look good and look bad like yeah seems like an awesome along. idea so you know there's there are two decks that are built and uh need a number of wild cards so <laughs> I've got some packs to open and then we can do that. So that might be a little bit more sustainable way for me to uh, make some videos. You yeah. Know. Also, this weekend is the arena open. It's sealed this time. We're going to talk about it later on in the show. But as long as I don't scrub out super quick, I'll probably record that and post it up. Yeah. I'll, plan I'm playing in it. So I'll make him a, a fancy uh, a thumbnail as well. So. We have a ton of bands to talk about. Boy, howdy, do we. And I think what we planned on doing was just walking through each format mm-hmm. and talking about um, like how this changes the format and like what to look for and like what decks are no longer decks. Mm-hmm. So I think we start at Historic. We'll just work our yeah, way I figured backwards. we'd start, yeah, start with the newest and work our way to the oldest stuff. So we had two announcements for Historic. The first one is that Amnath Locus of Creation is banned. It was suspended. Now, now it's gone for good. And Uro is also banned. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, like, I kind of like Uro, they decided it would just uh, skip the, uh, the yeah. whole suspended thing. I guess yeah. we should also tell everyone, in case, like, we were under like a magic rock. People started talking about the bands on Thursday. And that was yeah. because Wizards was like, yo, check out this sick secret lair. Here's this cool Uro. And then under it, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're banning Uro and everything. But we <laughs> want to wait to make the official announcement until we get the larger ban list figured out. Yeah. So this was our larger ban list. But like they just like came right out and they were like, Uro's going away. So did you see the Cardboard Crack comic? No. So they were making fun of uh, Wizards announcing an Uro ban in a Secret Lair announcement. Okay. So the first panel, you know how they usually do four panels? The first panel is the ban announcement in the Secret Lair. And then it's like fast forward three months and there's a ban announcement like in a somewhere in a pack of magic cards or something oh, and the in the like on the back of a token yeah, yeah and then the third one is like a ban announcement on a roll of toilet paper like someone's in the bathroom and it's on the roll of toilet paper and then the fourth one is like there's a ban announcement being towed behind an airplane like in the sky i mean it would make about as much sense as putting it in <laughs> your like advertising yeah i guess on one hand it was good that a bunch of people didn't buy their Uros for their fill-in-the-blank non-legacy deck, only yeah. to find out that they can't play it in their fill-in-the-blank non-legacy deck. 
Yeah. So I I respect the move. Mm-hmm. I do think it's funny that this is what it's come down to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I feel like you could, like, got on the blower and been like, hey, could you, you know, you know, on on the 8th, could you announce it so we don't have yeah. to put this in? Like, did the were the band was the band people like no I need an extra week to figure this out, <laughs> or you know maybe like not make a secret layer for cards that are banned. Yeah, hey, like, are we? Well, I don't know when they like. Yeah, I don't know what the lead time on the secret layers yeah. is. Also, though, like, if that lead time is too too long, like, doesn't yeah. that mean that they like knew Uro was really good and they wanted people to like. They thought people would want fancy versions of this card. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, Cruxa's not a problem, and they're doing a Cruxa. Yeah, fair. Fair. And also, like, Inferno Titan and Frost Titan, like, nobody nobody cares about Frost Titan or Inferno Titan. That one Ponza player that is listening <laughs> to this right now is like, how dare you speak ill of Inferno Titan? <laughs> They're very angry with me. They're very I'll angry. I'll just counter that by saying that uh, Primeval Titan and Grave Titan are much better than than uh, Inferno Titan. This is, this is true. Okay, <laughs> so back to Historic. So we we sent Uro to the Shadow Realm, yep. and uh, we moved Omnath from... Eh, purgatory maybe, to the Shadow Realm. Yeah, purgatory to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. So this is good. I haven't played Historic, like best of three Historic in a while. If I'm bored and need some wins, I will. I, will I was. Be- I played a whole bunch of Reed Duke Salty list, and that pretty much doesn't exist without Uro. Yes. So I don't. I don't know what I'm going to play in Historic. Well, I think that because they didn't do anything to like Red Black Sack or Jun Sack. Yeah. Right. Like I feel like you have to identify what is the best Thoughtseize deck. Mm-hmm. And then you play that, not not yeah. not just for James the Jun player, but I think <laughs> for like the format as a whole. Yeah, right. Like Saltai was the best Thoughtseize deck because right. Saltai had Uro and Thoughtseize, mm-hmm. and now you can like you know look at it and say, well, the win rates weren't all that good, and blah 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 blah. But I feel like it was. Like the the most powerful card in the format is Thoughtseize, mm-hmm. and you've got to find a way to play that. And then, like the next most powerful card was Uro, so you just played Sultai, right? Right. So I think right now, right, this could open up being able to play like the Rakdos like Pyromancer or Rakdos Arcanist deck. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, the deck was all right. Like that's a solid Thoughtseize deck, yep. and it wants to play an attrition game. And Uro doesn't let you play an attrition game, right. so like that could be back on the menu. Like, yeah, but like that deck might just lose to Muxus, though. It might just lose to Muxus. This is true. Like this is a a concern. Like they didn't get rid of Muxus. They didn't take anything right. out of Goblins, and they didn't right. take anything out of uh, Sack. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I think those default to the two best decks. Mm-hmm. And it's, can you build something that, like, competes with them? Because, like, I was thinking, like, what about, like, an Obzon deck where you get access to, uh, what's his name? Big Pig. Oh, yeah. Right. So you get the Big Pig, who's Yasharn. There we go. 
You get access mm-hmm. to Yasharn and Thoughtseize. So you have like built in hate for You're almost pre boarded. Yeah, you're almost which is what the Salt High decks were doing anyway. They're like, we can't ever right. beat Jun Sack or Red Black Sack. So yeah. we have to play Yasharn so and like, Yeah, and like yeah. kill our mana. It's like, well, oh, okay, now we'll just be Obzon and like, you know, we're gonna be like Assassin's Trophy, Yasharn, and then like whatever other kind of white things that you can get that might be useful. Mm-hmm. Right? Like and just go with that, like, you know, getting some unconditional though like fragile removal, like, you know, banishing like kind of effects. Yeah. Uh, well, like I mean that. if you're green black though, like you probably you probably don't need banishing light stuff because you have plenty of good removal. Fair. But I was just trying to figure out what else white gave you other than Yasharn because it feels like awkward to be like a the rock splashing Yasharn. No, I think you can just splash Yasharn. Yeah, you might be able to. You might have enough pieces there. But like I'm kind of flashing back to something that we talked about during the set review for Keldheim, where you play like a removal tribal deck with mm-hmm. like Serolf and Chevelle and you know, just a bunch of good removal spells. Yeah, you could do something like that where you like keep you do your best to keep uh goblins off of a critical mass yeah and you uh you know again same thing with like red black sack they have to have a critical mass of things and if you're just able to kill the things right then it's fine i guess you get rest in peace out of the cyborg like suck it sack mm-hmm. yeah uh so like there there could be things that you could like have to make the sack match up worse uh or make the sack match up better but I think mm-hmm. that you're gonna default to those two decks being the best. Yeah, and it's awkward. I think that like some of the other bands in other formats were like, we're banning this other semi-random card, right? Because we banned this other thing, and then that's gonna make these decks too good. Yeah, and a historic, that's going historic. Yeah, historic. They're like, we're gonna get rid of Uro, and I was like, well, sweet. I guess I just play against Mono Mayhem Devils now. Yay. Well, I also think that they're more apt to make changes to the formats on Arena. Oh, yeah, this is true. Like, they can just, like, be like, yeah, it goes away, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, so I think that, like, that's maybe why we didn't get an auxiliary ban, in- because they're more apt to just make a change on the fly. Yeah. Also, like, in terms of, like, goodwill to, like, Magic players, mm-hmm. like, they should have just, like, made it rain Mythic wildcards today. I well, I mean, know. they did if you hadn't already been paid off for them. I know, but they should have just done it again. They should have been like, you <laughs> yeah. know what? You were getting to play your Uros in... Uh, everybody look under their seat. Eight Mythic Wild cards for everybody. Well, I mean, yeah, just like here. Like, you know, or just four. Like, here are the four for the Uros that you can't play in Historic now. Yeah. Like, deep down, I know that, like, you can do the math on how much a mythic wild card is, but that is less money than the amount of goodwill you get. Right. To like offset the, like, you know, wow, you, the year of you printed garbage cards. What are you guys even looking at? Yeah. I'm really feeling like the wild card stretch this time around too, because I've been so bad at this limited environment. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're two weeks in and I'm out of rare and mythic wilds. (laughs) Okay. I'm not, I haven't opened my packs yet, but yeah. like I've done, I actually put more money in uh, to like play some more. 
and like we're definitively uh not doing well so like yeah. i think i'm done but yeah i i'm not gonna open nearly i usually open like 150 packs from drafts i'm gonna open like 80 yeah right i'm just getting way less so yeah so that is going to be like you know just make people happy just mm-hmm. be like yo here you go so your job in historic is to find the best Nazis deck and if that is jun sack then that's what we're go- or you know red black sack that yep. is the word we're going to have to live in for a while i'm done with that yeah the, the, i don't know the thing with that deck is just like like there are times where like nothing you did mattered right you're like oh i got attacked twice i'm at like 14 i guess i just die mm-hmm. because they have four things on the battlefield i guess this is just enough damage to kill me okay. yeah they accompanied and hit a blood artist and a sack outlet and then you died yeah and you're just like okay that was cool yep i'm glad i'm glad i made it to turn five to like you know just let a bunch of things die mm-hmm. so there's that like i feel like they could have like banned phyrexian tower just because yeah, you think that's the problem in that deck 100 percent no but okay it's a card that goblins and jun sack both play yeah, I don't think Goblins cares if you lose Phyrexian Tower, though. But it brings it can bring its power level down a little bit. And I'm not saying that that is, like, the answer. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Phyrexian Tower is, like, an egregious magic card in that format. Yeah. Compared to the rest of the format. I wonder how much, like, that existing in a Historic is them trying to make Historic different from Pioneer, though. I think it probably is. And, like, you know, just then, like, throwing, like, random cards into mm-hmm. the format, right? Yeah. Like, with the jumpstart cards and stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah, like, that kind of stuff. But, like, what happens is you get these, like, wild power spikes mm-hmm. where it's, like, okay, like, I have, like, Mexus, Frexian Tower, and Thoughtseize. Like, those are the best, like, you know... Like, I don't think Mayhem Devil is, like, rawly powerful as -hmm. much as it, like, once it has all the pieces around it, it is. Right. But, like, you've got these cards that are just, like, way better than, like, everything else. And just, like, I guess I just do this thing. Yeah. It's kind of like when, like, Archangel Avacyn, a simpler time, right? When Archangel (laughs) Avacyn was the best card. And, like, every deck was just white so you could jam Avacyn. Right. Right. I feel like Historic is like, well, Thoughtseize is the best card. So every deck just has to be black to play Thoughtseize. And Phyrexian Tower is really good. And so it lets me, every so often, it let me Muxus, like, a full turn sooner. So I guess I should play it. And, mm-hmm. oh, I have a sack outlet in my land. So, yeah. and that's all I want for my, for my life is a sack outlet. So, okay, that's cool, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, just it just seems like you could have done something to try to bring that down without like killing the deck. Yeah, because right, like if you get rid of like cat, like that deck just probably doesn't exist or probably. it's not nearly as good. Yeah, like if you get rid of mayhem devil, the deck doesn't exist. Right, right. So like, what is something you could like do to like take it from like a nine and a half to like a nine? Or something? yeah, I mean, I'd say like midnight reaper maybe, but. Like, that's not, that's a card that's fine to exist. Yeah, like, 
that's not the problem. It's something else. Right. It's it's something else in that deck, and it's like, is it yeah. Priests of Forgotten Gods? Is it Mayhem Devil? Right. It's like, well, you get rid of Tower. Like Tower's not doing anything good in the format. Yeah. So maybe getting rid of it brings the power level of these decks down a little bit, so other stuff can compete. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Just a thought. Like, just what is something you could have done that like touches both of these decks? And like that's the only card that they share sometimes. Yeah. So, all right. I think Goblins sometimes plays Thoughtseize out of the sideboard, right? It does. Like, I think, and especially now that we have the red black pathway, I'd imagine more decks more decks are going to adopt it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I think in best of three, like if you're playing a combo deck in your Goblins game one, you just like race. Yeah. And then game two, like, if you had some interaction and, like, it's not going to take you off, like, racing too much. Right. Like, you're still going to be able to race. Yep. So, yeah, I think that you could definitely um, do that. But, like, I don't think you I don't think you take Thoughtseize out of the format. No, I don't think so. Because it, like, Especially it, not if, like, you're going to need it for Pioneer whenever that comes. Yeah, very true. Speaking of, look at this professional, yeah. professional. Look at that. Pioneer got some bans. Okay. So, Uro again went away. Yep. And then uh, Brian gets hit with another whammy. Well, I did say maybe a month ago. Yeah. That there was no way that we were gonna have Balustrade Spy and Undercity Informer. Yeah. When we went back to playing Paper Magic. And we don't because they're both banned. Yeah, so they basically just banned Oops All Spells. Yeah, there's no way that ex- that deck exists now. It, it it doesn't. Like those were the two cards yeah. that made it work and make it work in literally every format. Right. So those are the only two cards that do that thing mm-hmm. in all of Magic. So yep. they made those go away. They banned uh, Teferi Time Raveler. Yep. Um, supposedly they did this because they were afraid Niv to Light was going to be too good and they wanted to not kill the deck, but just kind of deflate it a little bit. So Teferi was to kind of take some of the wind out of Niv to Light. But like the new versions of Niv to Light play Tybalt because you can still bring to Light it. Yep. So I don't know how much like Niv to Light's been disabled yeah like the versions that we played against way back at the dumpster fire open like a year ago mm-hmm. right teferi was in the format but yeah. was not played in the deck and the deck was still like the best mid-range deck mm-hmm. so it's probably still a very good mid-range deck yeah i think so even without teferi like you know just getting the like you know, we all played against the very time raveler. We know the the nice warm snuggy feeling you get <laughs> from just like, oh my five mana five color thing hundred percent resolves here. Right. Right. Like that's nice. But yeah, I don't think it's like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And then because they took Teferi away, yeah. They were like, mm, maybe we should get rid of the uh, wilderness reclamation. <laughs> Yeah, Teferi won't be there to keep Wilderness Wreck in check, so. Like, deep down, did they, like, print Wilderness Wreck and went, like, oh, man, this thing's a problem. You know what we should do to fix it? <laughs> Teferi. Teferi Time Raveler. 
Like, that's yeah. fine. Like, what if they had, like, that card designed and then they just tacked on the static? Yeah. And it's like, oh, no. We made Oof. a super unfun card. <laughs> the most unfunnest. Yeah. Like, so. Right, so Uro. Like, okay, I'm not touched on Pioneer in a while, but I think right. Uro is just the same thing that it was in every format, which is just the best mid-range yeah it was saltai saltai arrow was yeah yeah i guess so like that saltai that was what yol larson yeah yol larson won mm -hmm. with with yep. saltai arrow like right after it was like printed mm -hmm. and like that deck i think has just been floating around even with everything else that's going on yeah spy and understudy informer kills oops kills oops literally one deck uh, in my tweet today about this, I was just like, I guess next combo deck up. <laughs> I don't know if the combo decks in the format were in fact too good. So they needed to be banned or if it was, they've just decided like, we want this to be like standard. Or was this just be like a bastion of like mid rangey stuff? Well, I mean, we'll talk about it in the next section, but they slaughtered a bunch of combo decks in modern too. But that's funny, like, you know, they want diversity and they want you, like, all playing Uros all the time. But yeah. they're like, we don't want you playing Uros, but you know what we do want you to do? We want you to, like, kind of have, like, a homogenized format. Yeah. In that, like, we're kind of removing one option for mm -hmm. things to do. Yeah. It's like, you get these decks, but this, this combo form of deck, we won't let you have. You have aggro. You have mid-range, you have control, but no combo. Don't get that? No. So yeah. it's just weird that, like, you know, the next time there's a combo deck that is, like, good, does it just go away? Like, what if, like, Kinnon... What if there's, like, a Kinnon Paradox Engine deck? Mm hmm And then... I mean, there is an Historic. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to port one to Pioneer. Uh, Chromatic Star. Is, oh, yeah, 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 Is the big one. Yeah. Chromatic Star and Mindstone. Yeah. Like you don't have those. Right. Yeah, but you have um you have silver prophetic prism. Yeah, you got carry added, prophetic yeah. prism. Yeah, you have like And you get um both mana dorks. You get Llanowar Elves and Elvish Mystic. Yeah, like you could do you can do something with yeah. that shell. But my, my point being that like, okay, if that's if that deck ends up being good with yeah. all of its moving pieces, is it like, well, nope, nope, gotta get rid of that. Yeah. It just seems like, like, you know. Another Simic Mythic bites the dust. Yeah. Or just like, are we, are they just hard on the no combo for this format? Or no, yeah, like, good combo? Maybe. Or is it just that, like, the good combo is, like, way out of range with what, like, the rest of the format does? Because, like, the last time they did bands, yeah. they banned cards that were like actively being played in combos. And they were like, also Kethis. Yeah. Just because, just because just in case we're going to get yeah. Kethis in case something good happens with Kethis. And it's like, Oh, so we're just getting everything. Yeah. Cool. I don't think that spy or understanding Informer were doing again, anything good for the format, mm -hmm. but well, I mean, they weren't doing literally anything for the format until they printed the spell lands. Yeah. 
But yeah, I just uh, I, I regret never ever getting to play those Oops, cards. Pioneer. Yeah, the world without Teferi is always a better world. I agree. So, like, I have nothing bad to say about them getting rid of Teferi. Yep, and I'm fine with them getting rid of Wilderness Wreck also. Yeah, like, not having to worry about playing against, you know, Expansion Explosion, 85 mana. Yeah. Is... I feel like Wilderness Wreck was just kind of Storm with less steps. That's what it felt like to lose to Wilderness Wreck. Yeah, where it was just like, well, my, I have a card that is my quote-unquote yep. Storm card. I need yep. one. Right. And... I mean, and the fact that it, like just left your shields up constantly, yeah, was just like so fine with that too. I've got no yeah. beef. I think that like Uro going away probably gives you more like aggressive decks that can actually yes, be 100%. viable. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, right. Like, remember when Mono Black was like the best deck? Yep. Yeah, like, I don't. Well, know. I don't know if we're quite gonna go back to Mono Black being no. the best deck, but Agro is certainly more viable now. Yeah, you don't just have this thing that just, like, sits on you. Yeah. So, like, that's probably good. Like we said, like, Niv is probably good. Omnath is still in the format. It is. It loses Uro, but it's still a very powerful thing to do with lots of enablers still. Yeah, so, you know, there's definitely things to do that are going to be busted. Mm hmm So, yeah, like, that was fine. Once they get Pioneer on Arena, which was supposed to happen soon, right? Yeah, I still think it's coming up. I don't remember what the timeline is. Like, I felt like it was, like, in this quarter, so it would be, like... Mm, I wanted to say April, but okay, I'm not... Maybe. Okay, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know why April popped into my head. That's fine. Like, that's kind of the... So, Keldheim's been out for a week. Mm-hmm. God. It feels like longer. Or, like, two... Maybe two weeks? <laughs> a week I think or it's two. two weeks, yeah. Right, so we're getting we're gonna get to that like lull where they like throw something at us on arena, yeah, in like another two or three weeks. So we'll see. Um, it just says twenty twenty one. It doesn't give a okay. date. But like it was once... supposed to be out the end of last year. Yes, and then they made it Kaladesh instead. Yeah. So. That's that's fine. Yeah. But like, it'll be nice to play Pioneer when it gets on arena. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it'll it'll have a different feel than historic. Yep. All right. Now, modern. Modern. So, we've got cards that are banned because of what they've done. And then <laughs> a card that is banned for what it could do. I, I don't know. So, first, <laughs> to, to stick with consistency and formatting here. Okay. Uro was banned in Modern. I mentioned that. Uro is now legal in only Legacy and Commander and I guess Vintage? Yes. Uro is like not legal in any format that your mana base does not cost a kidney. Uro was kind of just the mid-range control. It's what well, it was in every format, right? It was just like, I'm going to play this yeah. dumb thing, get a life buffer bring yeah. it back and then it's going to win the game it's going to like bridge me it's going to be my go over the mm -hmm. top thing it's just everything i want so well, when they when they got rid of urza that's kind of what the urza decks turned into was Uro decks is urza banned 
Well, they, I mean, they got rid of Opal. Yeah. Yeah. And Astrolabe. Yes. Yes. So okay. Yes. So yeah. Then then yeah. Those mid rangey piles turn into Ura mid rangey piles. Right. Then they got rid of Field of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So we're back to the drawing board for Titan decks. I mean, like that drawing board is just like Valicut. Valicut again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also gets to go back to playing those weird, like the weird lines that make that deck really hard to pilot. Yeah, that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, we're, we like kind of raise the difficulty level on the deck. Yeah. Um. So Field of the Dead, like the one of the best decks in modern for the last six months mm-hmm. uh, well since zendikar uh yep. since zendikar rising came out was like green white primeval titan mm-hmm. so they were like playing white for like path and skyclave apparition yep and then the decks just put as many lands as they possibly could onto the battlefield and then played a field of the dead yep and then won that way so there were these like usually like 30 land decks or more. Or more. That just played like some white removal in Skyclave Apparition and Path. Elvish Reclaimer. Yep. Primetime Summoner's Pact. Yep. And that was basically the deck. And then you were just like, I have four Field of the Deads. I will get these. And just every land drop from my 30 plus land, dro- uh, land deck is like four power minimum. Yeah. Sometimes it's just 20 power. Yep. And... Right, if you're a control deck, you can never in a million years beat that. Right. And like they played Dryad of the Elysium Grove, and it's like, oh, that's a two four. I'm mono red. Mm-hmm. I can never beat that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they just kind of had all their bases covered. And it's just like a miserable card. Yeah. In that like you're just going to like you know when they play it, you're like, Oh, I just can't beat this. There's just a number of decks that you're just like, Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I've got to throw my obligatory I called this in. You did. You did. You did. <laughs> Nobody was talking about this card during the uh, spoiler nope. season. Nope. You like mentioned it, and I was like, seven different land names. That seems like a lot. Yeah. Nope. No, it was not a lot. It was not a lot. No, at it's all. not. It's not a lot. Yeah, I think the Titan back decks go back to like red green. Probably. Or, yeah, or they you know they get back to like you said, or they become like more fiddly. Yeah, I mean, they either go back to the Valakut lines where they're just red-green or they go back to, um, like, the weird amulet piles. Yeah. All right. So, the innocuous little... This was a common, right? It was a common. Mystic Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So, if you have three islands and you play it, you get to put a spell from your graveyard on top of your deck. Yep. Uh, which is all well and good until... You just cast a cryptic command every turn and put it on top of your deck. Yeah, and it's also it's also an island, right? So you can fetch it. Yes, that's yeah. the biggest problem. Yeah. Is like if you have you just put like two of them in your deck when you have your three islands, you're like cryptic your thing, draw a card, fetch, put my cryptic on top, draw a cryptic for turn. Yeah, and now I just counter, bounce my Mystic Sanctuary, yep. replay Mystic Sanctuary. And just they call to... that a soft block. Yes, and it's just like you don't get to cast any spells basically the rest of the game. Uh, yeah, as long as it's as long as you're just playing one spell a turn. Yeah, you just you just get to not let them do anything. 
Right. So that was miserable and like it just kind of led to repetitive not game fun. states. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun. And like you're just like, oh, I guess they're going to cast the same cryptic a bajillion times. Yep. I guess I don't want to do this. I, I This is not fun for me anymore. It's not fun for me. It's not fun for anyone. Let's be real. <laughs> be real. I, I, yeah. the, Logan, our resident control player, was like, I'm just sad I never got to like do this to anyone in person. <laughs> <laughs> like They took it away from me. I never had a chance to do it. And he's like, oh, man, my poor taking turns deck. Yeah. Because, yeah, Mystic Sanctuary was pretty good in taking turns. <laughs> I need to make sure I have a time walk next turn. Okay. Fetch, get a time walk. So then this next card... Pour one out for like our last like piece of fast mana in modern. Poor mana monkey. Simeon Spirit Guide is banned. So yeah. Simeon Spirit Guide is one of those cards that as other things in the format had gotten banned over the years. Yeah, it always like, kind of skated under. Yeah, like it made no sense that it was like gone. They're like Chrome Mox, gone. Mox Opal, you're fine. Mox Opal, gone. Mana Monkey, you're fine. And now they're just like, yeah. all right. Mana Monkey, it's time to go. Yeah, this your time the, has come. Yeah, this is the one I said that was like banned for what it can do. Because right. like, if you play Simeon Spirit Guide, you're up to zero fair things. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing right now that is busted with the Mana Monkey. But, is that true? Like, Nothing. I mean, there's, there's a couple decks that kind of come to mind a little bit, and that's kind of what I was alluding to when we were talking to, when we were in like the pioneer section talking about banning combo. Simeon Spirit Guide makes Adnaz unplayable. It makes uh, Neo Brand unplayable. It makes Grishol Brand unplayable, and it makes the Tybalt's Trickery decks unplayable. Right? They're well, mostly unplayable. The Tibble Trickery decks, they took care of that by banning Tibble Trickery. Well, right, but... So, like, Ad Nauseam was a playable but not, like, super good deck. Yeah, I mean, it's always been, like, just a hair over Tier 2. Yeah. I mean, they do have the ability to, like, just... When they draw their deck, instead of Lightning Storming, they can, like... Uh, Oracle. Uh, Oracle, but they need more mana. Right, they right. just don't get to draw like mana out of their deck. Right. Right. So they would need more mana to make that happen. So it does slow them down. So it probably does take ad nauseum and just render it unplayable. But mm -hmm. my like but ad nauseum isn't like a busted deck. Right? Like I feel like you know, it does, you know, speed up the cascade comboy kind of decks. Or yeah. but it also like gets rid of like turn two or turn one blood boot or two and mm -hmm. one chalice of the void. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother archetype that I hadn't yeah. brought up yet. Yeah. But like it gets rid of those, but mm -hmm. there's like, I think it was banned because in the future it could enable some like turn one or turn two combo. Like it's been doing because they were sloppy with how they worded a mechanic yeah. 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, 15 years ago or something and so they're just going they're just taking it out because we want to make sure that we don't have another turn three combo and i guess like you could argue that like 
it was played in Oops All Spells. Mm-hmm. And it was played in the Char Belcher, in the new Char Belcher decks. Yeah, and I I don't know if it was in this announcement or if it was in some of the commentary that I'd been listening to about the bands today, but they mentioned that that the Spirit Guide might have been for the, the new Belcher decks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that there's definitely a a chance that that was the case. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that one was kind of like a little bit on like what it could do in the future and probably the the Belcher decks. Because mm-hmm. they took care of the other problem we mentioned, Tybalt's Trickery. Yep. You have here fastest band ever. I think it is like the fastest band in modern. Probably. I it mean, might- it was legal for... 10 days. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Omnath made it longer in standard. Mm-hmm. And Omnath got banned pretty fast. Now, I guess Fellow Our Guardian was around for a while. Yeah, I think it might be the it fastest card. around for card. a little bit. The fastest card that has been banned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think the, the only other one I could think of was Lutri for EDH. That was like a day zero ban. Yeah. But that's not really the same. Because, no. like, that card just doesn't work in EDH. Yeah. Yeah, it just can't. Like you yeah. just, you just play blue red. You put right. a Lutri in your in yeah. your sideboard. Uh or whatever, your companion zone, because they don't have sideboards. Yeah. Tibble Trickery, as you all know, if you've played some best of one standard, which I haven't yet. <laughs> right. One of the red counter a spell that can spells control in mills three and then they reveal oh sorry, reveals one, two or three at random. Yeah. And then they reveal cards until they hit a spell with a different name than the one being countered and they get to cast that spell. Yep. So uh, the way Cascade works is when you Cascade and you hit the spell, the Cascade spell is still on the stack. Mm-hmm. So you hit the Trickery, the Trickery counters the cast, targets the Cascade spell. Then you spin the wheel on your Tibble's Trickery. <laughs> And then you hope to hit an Emrakul. Mm-hmm. And with the power of Mana Monkey, you could do this on turn two. Mm-hmm. With the power of Mana Monkey and Gemstone Caverns and being on the draw, <laughs> you could do it, on, do turn it one. on turn one. Right? And just be like, yo, Emrakul, I'll take an extra turn. Attack you. Don't mind if I do. Good talk. So, yeah, I mean, even if they ban... You know, like the cascade spells were always it was the deck was set up that you had like you either had some whammies mm-hmm. or you just were like, I'm going to play trickery and then I'm going to play my cascade spells and I'm just going to always hit my trickery and then cross my fingers and hope that I hit an Emrakul. Yep. And so they decided that was no good. Which cool. Like, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. That yeah. deck didn't need to exist. No, it did not. What What does this do for modern? I think that, like, mid-range decks are probably free again, right? You might like without play Earl Hold. Yeah, either Jund or Death Shadow, I think, are probably both fine. Um, I know there was a lot of hype from the Jund players talking about Tybalt and cascading into it, which... You can't do anymore. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I think Jund is still in a fine spot um, now that Arrow's gone. And Death Shadow. I think Death Shadow's probably fine now. 
Yeah, like, and again, like we said a couple weeks ago, right? Like, it's, like, impossible to trade one for one mm-hmm. uh, when every card has stapled draw a card on it. Right. And the biggest offender of that was Uro. Yeah, and, like, Jund also gets to play Uro's redheaded stepchild, whatever, uh, Kroxa. Yeah. So like you, they, they you're have still their, kind of doing the same thing, but yeah, they have the recursive engine that they can kind of lean on as well. Yeah. So, no, I agree that like the mid range decks might be able to like hang a little bit more now. Yeah, at least give them a little bit of room to breathe. I I do like that burn is probably in a better spot when you know everyone <laughs> everyone's not just uh, isn't going to cast healing cell five times in a game. Right. So that's probably good for them. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, I have to do 35 damage? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Burn's also uh, better, like, if Death Shadow's good. Not that that's a particularly easy matchup, no. but it's yeah, like it's a matchup that they can win, for sure, yeah, as if, opposed to running into Uros. Yeah, like, you know, if they're, like, Fetch Shock Thoughtseize, and you're like, sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you take. I have enough damage that I can kill you. I just have to avoid you playing, like, an 8-8. Right. Okay, let's go. Or I have to like plan around you having an eight eight on turn two. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I can I can do this. And like having burn be like a reasonable deck does like make it the entry point into modern. Oh yeah. Remember when burn was one of like the most played decks? Yeah. Like this is simpler like, times. Like five years ago. I remember playing burn and like putting like having ley lines in my white ley lines on my sideboard for the yeah. mirror. Like, you would never now, in a million <laughs> years, be like, I gotta worry about the burn mirror. Right. Like, never. So, it might be good for burn to be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I like having, you know, a good entry-level deck for a format, too. It's yeah. healthy. So, uh, yeah, all the D-Gen decks are, uh, took a hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think all the decks that aren't trying to play Magic just got a little bit slower. Which... Yeah, I mean, not, not that, like, Prison was a degenerative deck but it's certainly a deck that leveraged the mana monkey yeah i mean that was kind of like the outlier like the prison decks again that's not a deck yeah. that's like widely played but yeah. like all the the hotness of oops and char belcher and those things are markedly worse without the man the myth the monkey that's right but the fact that they're like a turn slower now probably mm-hmm. does lead to a situation where like the Juns or, you know, the Death Shadows that, like, might need an extra turn to, like, draw their Thought Seas. Like, they, you know, they keep a seven yeah. without a Thought Seas. Like, oh, I get to get to go to turn three, and I know I'm not yeah. going to be dead. Right. Or they need their second-hand disruption spell. Yeah. Like, ooh, I have, like, two more draws at the my other piece of interaction, whatever that is. Right. Yeah. Right, like if it's Grixis Death, if it's Grixis Death Shadow, you're like, oh, I can thought seize you, and I have like two turns to draw st- uh, Stubborn Denial. Yep. Whereas before it was like, oh, I have like a turn, and if I don't draw this, yeah. I just die. Yep. Oh, yeah. So just slowing them down a little bit might allow for a little more interaction, but mm-hmm. doesn't get rid of them. I mean, other than like net, uh, ad nauseum, like Neo Brand, like it doesn't. It doesn't need Simeon Spirit Guide. I don't think it's like a deck that is quote unquote like 100% gone. Right. But it is, it does lose the like 
the ability to I guess like the the like combo off kill you aspect of it is gone. But well, right, because you can't draw your deck and then and then win. Yeah, but like you still have the you know the ability to like get a get a early Grizzlebrand into play. Mm-hmm. And uh, you do have on to some degree you could like still do like the you know you might have to pass the turn and then yeah. like all right on your end step draw draw play uh you know nourishing shoal draw draw and like try to win the following turn but it does slow you down a turn like you have to kind of commit and hope you're well your i mean if you're trying to if you're trying to win with oracle though yeah like you, you have to survive a whole another turn you can't just win on their turn in response. No, no, that's what I mean though. Like, yeah. like you have to get yeah, you have to get your Grizzle Brand back to your turn, or you have to get all those cards yeah. back. Right, right. Like you could like draw, draw, and then like gain a bunch of life, and mm-hmm. then draw, draw. But you have to get make it back. No, it yeah. makes it way worse. Like it probably does just go away. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, and it, oop. Probably doesn't exist, right? Oh no, I think it still exists. You think so? Yeah, I think that, like, it's having to get to turn, having to get the four mana is like a heavy lift. I'm not, I'm not gonna like argue that in modern getting the four mana is easy. Yeah, but like, you know, get to four mana, have like maybe win the game is probably fine. The things with like oops now that you have the spell lands is you're not yeah. just like a pile of nonsense and like fast mana yeah you're a pile like you can be a pile of like the spell lands and interaction like you could play like a reasonable kind of game of magic yeah right you're still playing um, lands and spells do do the oops decks play lotus bloom i don't think I mean, I that... wonder if there's a version of that deck that does, because you also have Mox Tantalite too. Yeah, where you just like suspend it. Yeah, and then just go off on turn three. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. Like you play those eight. Yeah. You're like here. I play these, and then, yeah. I mean, you could do something like that. It's, it's different, like than than it was, because right, you're not playing yeah. a bunch of like single source, mana things. Right. Right. Like you could, you could play Thoughtseize. Right? Yeah. Like you'd five yourself on turn one, but you could play Thoughtseize. <laughs> right. But I mean, there might be matchups where, like, you know, you're playing against blue white and you're like, cool, I want to bring in Thoughtseizes and Inquisitions, yeah. but I'm just going to, like, try to Thoughtseize you so you can't uh, rest in peace me. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is my plan. Whereas, like, the old versions, like, that wasn't something you could do, like the legacy right. versions. Yeah. So, no, I, I think that deck exists, but I think it's significantly worse. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, if that was like the best version. I don't know if like Char Belcher might have been better. Mm-hmm. And like, it might hurt Char Belcher more because yeah. they were like more all in on like, you know, trying to cast um, oh, what is it called, Iron Crag Feet, and just like doing the thing all in one turn. Right. Right. So you lose those like turn one and turn two kills mm-hmm. but like turn three is not the end of the world 
Yeah. So, yeah, I think those decks get way worse, but I think they still like exist. It's just like what else is in the format that might push get keep them down. Right. Right. Like if every if we just go back to like everything being like Jund or Grixis yeah. Death Shadow, then those decks are like wildly unplayable. Right. Right. Because like oh, everyone's playing eight discard spells, and then the other guys playing like a bunch of counters to go with the discard spells. Like I can't win. Yeah. Right. But that wasn't an issue when like you couldn't play Thought Seize because your opponent was just like, cool, I'm going to draw like 15 cards this game. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you take one of them, I'll beat yeah. you with a ham sandwich. Yeah. I'll find another thing that I can beat you with. It's not a big deal. Yeah. All right. And then I think the blue decks are still going to be fine. Like, Yeah. I, I mean, that... people that are like down for casting cryptic commands are still going to cast cryptic commands. They don't. Yeah. I don't even... think they're. I mean, they're probably miss Mystic Sanctuary, but I don't think it's going to kill yeah. the deck at all yeah i mean i someone i forget what podcast it was i was uh listening to or what what youtube video today they're like now the control decks have to i think it might have been bandwagon now the control decks have to actually work to go over the top of people mm-hmm. right because before you just got to go over the top of everyone because you just got to loop cryptics right with your mystic sanctuary but now like you have to actually put cards not in your mana base yeah to go over the top of someone Mm -hmm. so like they might not get to play you know archmage's charm and cryptic with mystic sanctuary and all this other stuff like they might have to actually like put in more like legitimate like win cons Mm -hmm. or like ways to you know beat you know they got they got a new win con uh what is their new win con Starnheim Unleashed. This is fair, yeah. Yeah, I I lost one of those in a draft. Ooh, Every, that's fun. Everything looked good. They like attacked. I blocked. They didn't put twelve Power of Angels in the play. I was at twelve. <laughs> yep. I was like, cool. Good times. Cool. I guess I wish I. I guess that five for one I got with my uh, Song of Frost and Fire. I guess I needed to be an eight for one. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So. No, but they actually have to, like, do something else. Like, they don't just get, like, infinite cryptics. Right. So, but yeah, I I don't think it, like, makes... The people that were playing blue-white or just got control before, like, when it wasn't, like, really playable... Right. ...are going to keep playing it, regardless of, like, how good it is. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, that's fine. Like, live your life. Yeah, you do you. Yeah, but modern, like modern, like I think we talked about it, it's super hard for control because like there are realistically... You got to be ready for so many things. Yeah, realistically so many like decks. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I sat down against Tron and I like I brought in all my Tron sideboard cards and like the matchup got to like 50-50. Mm-hmm. And then like you had to devote nine slots to Tron and then you play right. against like Burn and you're like, oh, well, I guess I don't have enough anti-aggro cards because <laughs> I had to beat Tron. Yeah. Right? And then, like, every, like, random thing in between. Like, oh, no, I'm going to lose the Pure Steel Paladin. Oh, no. Yeah. I'd expect this. Or elves or swans. Swans. <laughs> or, uh, like, Hammer Time. Like, Hammer Time might secretly be, like, one of the best decks in the format now. Maybe. Uh, which is like wild to say a deck that like Saffron Olive kind of birthed into the world <laughs> is now like a legit tier one modern deck. So, hey, they come from everywhere. That's right. 
those uh those darn fire design uncommons yeah did you uh there was a magic aids video where he was talking about like i think he was replaying humans yeah uh to like try to beat up on the tibalt decks this Mm -hmm. past week and he went through this whole big breakdown about how like pros had to master every format so they didn't play a lot of new cards they always kind of fell back on modern deck lists that they like had been around for years so new cards didn't come into format the format as quickly okay and that when people that weren't pros would play cards people would go like well the pros aren't playing them so they must not be good mm-hmm. and he was like you know now he maybe took a little bit of credit for this but like he's like me making humans and then a magic pro picking up my deck list yeah. kind of validated that non-pros can make legit magic decks and that has kind of like changed the perception of like you know online like content producers and their ability to influence the metagame all right i can see that yeah like i don't know if you could like 100 percent say it's him but like right look at like croquis like think of the the number yeah. of like pros that just go and watch croquis and right. they play the croquis deck or some version of it yeah oh, sorry our Lord and Savior croquis. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, just kind of the changing face of like how people play, uh, how people like view content creators. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, Seth played that deck and people thought it was cool and then it started winning and yeah. then people tinkered with it and they like have a version that is like a tier Reasonable. one deck. Yeah. So, all right. The format that is near and dear to my heart that now <laughs> literally costs organs to play. Uh, yeah. yeah. Legacy. So, Oko is now only legal in Vintage. And Commander. And Commander. Yep. They were like, no more Oko. I guess the fact that it rendered every text box on every <laughs> card useless was yeah, a problem. That- that's the biggest thing is he just he's just an answer for everything yeah it's like oh you're playing a chalice of the void deck that's cool oko elk your thing i want to cast my ponder um so oko's gone which good riddance as a depths player like one less one less thing that can turn my merit lage into something useless (laughs) i am i am all behind that was one of my great fears about playing like uh, Depths was like, oh man, like usually you had to play around like Jace, but now you right. have to also play around Oko. You can never just make your guy at sorcery speed. Uh, so, yeah. okay, Oko. And then we have Astrolabe is gone. Mm-hmm. Which is common. another good one. Yep. Yeah. Another common from the last two years. Now, um, there, did you see the their uh, logic behind this one? Uh, why, don't you, why don't you explain it? Well, part of their logic was, so it enables you to play five color decks, right. but also play like all basics. Yeah, so, so you don't get punished for playing five colors. Yeah, so like you can't get wastelanded. You're or playing, blood moon, or back to basics, or some of the decks played back to basics in them. Right. So it was like, yo, I'm gonna play back to basics in my five color deck. Because I have yeah. Astrolabe and I just fetch up piles of basics. Right. So, like, it kind of took away the deck building constraint of 
balancing weakness to wasteland and blood moon and back to basics versus like mm-hmm. the power of the spells. It's like I get yep. to play everything. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it kind of undermined like what magic is about. Yeah, the entire mana system on which the game is built. Yes, right. It's just kind of yeah. make everything was just Hearthstone mana. I have this <laughs> many. I have this many. I <laughs> I want to play this card. I have this many's. Okay, good. Then we have Dreadhorde Arcanist, which mm-hmm. we've talked about when uh, it was spoiled. It did not scream Legacy All Star. No, but if it turns to like a ponder every turn or a brainstorm every turn, you just end up burying your opponent in so much card advantage and selection that it's kind of hard to come back from. It's one of those cards where like if it survives a turn cycle, you're you've probably just won. Yeah. No, that's I was gonna say, like we didn't look at it as like this like amazing card, but yeah. the fact that everything in legacy costs one and right. like you're playing all the selection and hand sculpting, that it was just mm-hmm. a must kill threat. Right. Like, Plus it like it also not only does it rebuy all of the hand sculpting stuff, but it rebuys like all of the prominent removal in Legacy too. Okay, so it rebuys plowshares. Yeah, swords, path, bolt, fatal push, like everything. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. That's what I meant was push, not path. Yeah. It does like everything. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just like a free spell every turn. Yep. And that's just uh that's just too much. It was one of those cards that like when it got resolved, people were like, I have to kill this or I just like die. Right. And so it going is is fine. Yeah, it's also pretty easy to protect in legacy. It is. Which is kind of another reason that it's so egregious. Right, like you know, you're playing bases and forces or whatever, like it's you have some some protection for it. Yeah, like you have this um you're willing to like two for one yourself and force it mm-hmm. or force whatever's going to kill it because you know it's going to draw you three cards over right. the next couple turns as opposed to like, oh, I don't want to be down a card. It's like you're not you're down a card now, but you're right. going to be up three cards in, in two yeah. turns. So yeah. you might as well it's just gonna do it. It's going to be back pretty quick. Yeah. Uro apparently is okay in Legacy. For now. For now. That's what I was yeah. going to say. So, like, uh, Bandwagon today, uh, Matt Ness and LSV were like, I don't think its power level was, like, outsized in Legacy. And I think that they are kind of underestimating just, like, what it does. Like, they're like, oh, well, it's a it's a three and a four mana thing, so there's a much higher, like, bar. I think they also mentioned that in the, like... Uh, ban it in the ban announcement. They're like, "Oh, we didn't get rid of our legacy because like it costs three or four mana." Yeah, and it's like legacy games have like turned into these like long slogs. Yeah, I mean, we did like a whole thing about this when we were preparing for uh, that GP we went to, where we kind of transformed depths into yeah. a deck that can grind. Yeah, and like the format is, and that was before Euro, yeah. right? And like. You know, Uro makes it so like depths has to be fast because mm-hmm. you can't grind with the Uro deck. Right. Right. So I think that Uro will hang out, but I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a bunch of decks that like coalesce around 
Uro. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to have like your like your red blue X Delver decks that like we've just always had. Right. Yeah. And then there's, well, I mean, I also think that there's, you know, an argument to be made for either a salt eye or a team or Delver. Yeah. With Uro. Yeah. Well, it might not be, it might be more mid range. It might not be Delver at that point, but my first thought was that the thing you want to do in legacy is you like play bug shardless almost right where you're yeah. the thought sees force of will deck but instead of like your card advantage being shardless agent into you know ponder brainstorm ancestral mm-hmm. visions your card advantage is just uro yeah right you're like abrupt decay assassin's trophy thought sees right like you're really good against combo mm-hmm. right because you're the thought sees force of will deck right right you're good against aggro because you're the euro deck you're also mm-hmm. good against control because like you're the euro deck like the thing that makes you weak is that you're also like you know against like delver is you're weak to wasteland yeah right because you have to like you're on probably like two underground seas two bayous and a trop or something right? yeah That's i mean right. you could also very easily like Uro's gonna pay you back for whatever you're doing so yeah. there's no reason that you couldn't shield yourself from some of the wasteland stuff with mox diamonds though yeah you could like mox you're, you're gonna recoup the card advantage yeah you could mox diamond or you could just like you know play more basics god forbid yeah right yeah. like you know you're not going to have, like, the wild, like, I have two Dreadhorde Darkness, three Swords to Plowshares, uh, two Lightning Bolts, and then, yeah. like, Saltai cards that we had before. Right. But you could definitely be, like, more of a hard Saltai deck mm-hmm. with, like, you know, Uro taking the place of, like I said, like, Shardless and uh, Ancestral Visions. Mm-hmm. And then, or like, you know, Mox Diamond be a little more like, oh gosh, uh, what was that? Uh, I guess Punishing, like Punishing Fire kind of thing. It would not Punishing yeah. Fire, but be like one of those kind of decks where you're like, you know, Mox Diamond to get ahead on fill in the blank thing. Yeah. You know, I think a turn two Uro is still really good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I still think that like you're going to end up, we're going to end up there. Like a loam deck you're talking about? Yeah, like loam deck or something where like you can take advantage of Uro. Like I think we're going to get to those kind of things Mm -hmm. relatively quickly. Because that just seems like the best thing to do. Yeah. Now, like, you know, you're still going to have your Delver decks hanging out. But like Delver against like Uro, you're just like leaning super hot on like, please, dear God, let my Wastelands be good. Yeah. Because I can't ever like beat the six six not in a million years yeah so it'll be good that the that the format's just not a bunch of snow piles mm-hmm. yeah like, no i agree like that that basically well uh last weekend it wasn't a bunch of snow piles it was something else <laughs> yeah what was it last weekend last weekend was uh 
It was all Turbo Tybalt. Yeah. Yep. So we have one more ban to talk about, or I guess unban. Unbanned. We get Loris back in vintage. All yeah. you vintage players rejoice. So if you've sold both your kidneys and your house, feel yeah. free to play Loris's. <laughs> the logic here was Loris is completely and totally busted when the companion rule is completely and totally busted. Right. So let's um, uh, unban him now that the companion rule is a little bit more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Right. Just so you don't have like this random card from 2020. Yeah, that's the only power level ban in the entire format. Yes. Like, that just yeah. seems weird. Let's, like, not make that a thing. Yeah. Now, we've talked about the cascade mechanic a few times. Mm-hmm. And they changed the way that cascade works. Yeah, so you used, the way it used to work is that when the cascade spell was on the stack, you would exile cards off the top of your library until you found one with a lower CMC than the Cascade spell, and then you would cast that spell. At that point, Cascade is done with, and if you hit a modal double face card, you got to pick which side of the card you were going to cast. Yeah, because so, Cascade... again, Cascade is done. It doesn't care what the CMC is anymore. Now you're moving the spell to the stack, and you get to pick which side. Yeah, because it was just like, cast it without paying its mana cost. Yep. So it was like, okay, which side do you want to cast without paying this mana cost? So now Cascade doesn't finish until the spell is on the stack. So you cast a spell with Cascade, you reveal cards off the top of your library until you hit a card with CMC less than the Cascade spell. And then part of Cascade now is that you cast the spell with less CMC than the Cascade spell. Yeah, you can. So they yeah. kind of just extended the window that Cascade encompasses and requires you to have it be less CMC. Yeah, basically now Cascade checks to see yeah. when it goes to the stack. Right. If the, if the converter mana cost is lower. Yep. So they Not had bad. to fix something like this before with yeah. uh, split cards. Right. Where the solution there was we're just going to add the cost of the two spells on the split card together yep and now that's going to make the cmc higher Mm -hmm. so i can't cascade into it yep like i thought that like another way to fix cascade would be to like it kind of does the same thing was like to change card to spell in the reminder text yeah this so that way it could only ever be the front face yeah so like the can't a spell with lower converted mana cost like you may cast that spell so yeah. like you may cast that card mm-hmm. so that way you're specifically saying that spell right not the card because right. like you move the card to the stack and you pick which side yeah. it's gonna be the spell it's like no it's that spell which is effectively what they did here yeah, right. I think it said in the like description though that they did it this way so that you could cast like the backside of Cosima. Yes, that's what they said. Like you could cat yeah. you could blood brain into Cosima and then be like, I want the omen keel. Right. Which yay. Yay. <laughs> Which is fine. Like I, I see like it does let you do like less egregious things, like when the mana costs are closer together. Yeah. 
right? When it's like two on the front and one on the back or two and two, like, okay, cool. But when it's, you know, two on the front and seven on the back, yeah, <laughs> like that, that's too we have big a of a difference. Yeah, that's too big of a difference to be okay. Yeah. I mean, it also doesn't help that Tybalt like immediately draws you two cards. Yeah. Or and then like, in a couple turns, it's going to draw you like 20 cards. Yes. So, no, I agree that, uh, that like I am fine with this rules change. Like, again, I'm not like a rule scientist. So <laughs> I'm assuming the way they did it is like the best way to have done it. But yeah. it gets to I this. I think for the most part, like what I've read is everybody's pretty happy with the way they did it. So, yeah, like it gets to the heart of what needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Was like the intention with Cascade was never that you would be able to play a three mana Cascader and cast yeah. a seven mana card. Right. right. Like that was not the spirit of that rule. Mm-hmm. The spirit of that rule was you were going to cast something with lower CMC. So right. now we, we have that. So that takes care of like what was the best deck in Legacy for like a weekend. <laughs> And modern. Yeah. Did Did you see those deck lists though? No. They played like twelve pitch counter spells. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did see like misdirection and everything. Yeah. Misdirection, force of yeah. vacation, and yeah. force of force will. Force of will. Yeah. I've, I saw people with common deer. Whew. Like they were just like, "This is happening." Yeah. I have a whole <laughs> handful of stuff that says this is happening. This. This happens. is happening. Yes. And it's just like, oh, okay. Also, they played Oko. <laughs> yeah. Well, because why not? Yeah, like, oh, my broken plan somehow got messed with. Yeah. I give you Oko. I give you my fair plan. Yeah. Oko. Yeah, I watched, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Anna, Anu. Anna Ring or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I watched his video on Thursday yeah. or Friday or whatever day it was. So... I showed restraint when I was uh, buying my uh, Keldheim cards. I'm still like a few cards short. But when I was buying yeah. my Keldheim cards, I did not buy any Tibbolts. I bought one to, or I didn't buy any. Um, I opened a Tibbolt. Yeah. And I bought a place at uh, Extended Art Trickeries. I didn't buy, I don't think I bought Trickeries. I might have. That might have been the one that I was like, eh. We'll keep they were it. cheap. I got I didn't get foils, but I got extended arts for like three fifty a piece. Okay, like when I got on there and looked for them, they were like five bucks. I might have got them, yeah. I might not have. But I didn't yeah. get Tibbles because like this this could not stand. Yeah. So we've brought this up a few times. Are you feeling the burn of fire design? <laughs> yeah. In between when they made this announcement and when we started recording, I had tried to go out and you know, get some other people's opinions on this BNR just because it's so kind of big and unprecedented. I wanted to know what the general feeling out there was. So I watched some people that had made content about it, not necessarily to impact my own views. I just kind of wanted to get a feel for, you know, what the community was thinking. And I didn't hear anybody talking about this, but it struck me as strange that we have, I think it's six either commons or uncommons produced from fire design that have been banned in numerous formats. That's yes. just bizarre. 
So we were talking about it on the pre-show, I think. You have yeah. Lucky Clover. Yeah. Uh, Mystic Sanctuary. Yeah. Wilderness Wreck. Wilderness Wreck. Uh, vale of Summer. Yeah. Astrolabe. Yep. And then Cat, right? And then Cat and Standard. Yeah. I was saying, like, I feel like there's such a desire to make the limited environment good and interesting and yeah. I think the way that they thought that you do that is you like up the power level mm -hmm. and what you're doing is you're like, okay, I'm going to up the power level on these commons and uncommons to make the draft environment more interesting or right. to like support an archetype. And they just don't take the next step and go like, well, what if I played four of these? Yeah. And every card from the draft set that supports this. Yeah. Or, you know, in the case of like Cat Oven, like we've made Red Black Sacrifice a C minus draft archetype for, archetype for the last 18 <laughs> months. What if we put what all if the of. goes to 11. Yeah. What if we put all of those cards together? Yeah. Would that be a deck? And it's like, oh, it 100% is. You basically put every card that says, like, sacrifice on it. Yeah. It's not just complete and total garbage. And you have a deck. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, uh, you could even put some sneakers in there. Yeah, you can. I mean, or, yeah. like, you look at, um, like we said, Lucky Clover. What if yeah. I put all the adventure creatures with Lucky Clover and Edgewall Innkeeper? Because, mm -hmm. like, both of those cards were there to, like, make the... Uh, limited environment work like ooh we want to have a green something adventures deck yeah I mean so, nobody's complaining about that green white horse that gets counters right <laughs> no no a green white horse that gets oh that's yeah, like wander wandering something or other oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah when you cast something yeah, yeah I remember that I remember that yeah no one's complaining about that but it's like oh this is like like, the power level is a little too high. Like, it's one thing if it's... Someone said, like, imagine if it just had, like, you paid a mana for it. Right? Whenever you cast um, a, a creature that has uh, that has an adventurer, pay yeah. one draw card. Like, Edgewall yeah. Innkeeper is find unplayable. Mm -hmm. Same with, like, Lucky Clover. Whenever yeah. you cast uh, a, an adventure spell, pay one. Copy it. Copy it. That is fine to unplayable. Right? Yep. There's a super fine line, right? Like if it was like, you know, half a mana, mm -hmm. maybe that's the perfect line. Yeah. But it's like, well, uh, th that's actually something that Jim Davis had said. Um, I told you I watched some content from a mm -hmm. bunch of people. That's one of the things that he said is that Astrolabe is probably correctly costed and not broken at one and a half snow mana yeah where like it's not one mana but it's not two right because prophetic prism isn't good enough no like we've established that but and, astrolabe is way too good yes and so like what is the like happy medium and yeah. it's something that they can't do yeah and like when you miss by half a mana yep like it's too far so there's all these cards that were like free things to like hold the limited environment together that were just too good or things that uh yeah that just 
they just missed just a little. Yeah. And again, I think it was like, how can we make the limited environment good? Because I think Astrolabe's only purpose was yeah. was to grease the snow wheels for limited. Yeah, like yeah, we know the snow deck's gonna end up being like four colors. We need yeah. some way for people to be able to cast their spells. Mm-hmm. Astrolabe. I mean, I, I can see that for the cat and for Lucky Clover astrolabe but like that doesn't really explain mystic sanctuary wilderness wreck or veil of summer no wilderness reclamation like i think i know what its job was in limited right which was it was for um mutate not mutate no uh, no not mutate oh god what Evol- is it? no not evolve um we'll get there eventually Oh man, this is the content that our customer, uh, our listeners love. Yeah, <laughs> our customers. Yeah, when we, we can't think of the name of, uh, whatever the simic mechanic was. Yeah. Uh, adapt. Adapt. There we go. Yep. Um, yeah, where it was like, I can adapt on my turn. Yeah. Wilderness reclamation untaps my lands, so yeah. I can adapt another thing on their turn. Yep. Like I think that's what it was there for. But, like, they made... Some, it ended like, up just casting Nexus of Fates on turn four. Yeah, well, they made an error that is, like, weird. In that, like, Prophet of Crufix and Seedborn Muse mm-hmm. do this on each of your opponent's upkeeps. Right. Right? So, they were like, well, we don't want to do that because then that makes Wilderness Reclamation too good in Commander. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we'll make it happen at the end of your turn. Yeah. But then, like, you just get to float all the mana in response to the trigger. Right. Right. So, like, to make the card not, like, just the best thing to do in your green commander deck, they made it the best thing to do in, like, standard. Because, like, it would serve the same purpose in limited, right? Like, you just... Mm -hmm. But then it messes up commander. So they're like, nope, nope. Can't do that. So, so yeah. I wonder how much of that is because they don't have any control over the commander ban list. Yeah. Like if they're so willing to ban this stuff out of like regular constructed formats, but they don't have control over what's banned in commander. I wonder if they have to be more careful with the commander stuff than they do regular. Maybe. Maybe. But I feel like they like just care about commander in that they need to like support it to like sell packs. But yeah. it's pretty obvious that like I don't think they care about like how commander games play out. Yeah. Like just based on like, Hey, let's print this like absurd commander. Cool. I guess that's what we have to do now. Like, this is just the best version of this commander. So, okay, cool. I guess I do that now. Yeah. You guys think black Lotus is cool, right? Yeah. So we'll do this. This will be, this will be cool. This will be the cheap, the cheap black Lotus. Yeah. But that didn't end the world. Like everyone thought it was going to. Well, I mean, everybody also thought it was going to be a $15 magic. I think it's hasn't gotten below 80. Wow. Yeah. So there is the fire design like issue where like I have no idea what Mystic Sanctuary like was supposed to do. None. None. All the other ones are just garbage. Yeah. And like you can say like, you know, putting a card on top is not great right right? it's a blue thing but it's not great like i don't know like if it if it like entered the battlefield and target creature couldn't untap 
during his opponent's uh, during the, his controller's next time tap step. Like, uh, I mean, that would still be pretty good, I think. But it, not tap it; just it doesn't untap. Oh, just okay. Right, like that's I guess on par with putting yeah. a plus one plus one counter something on something, or yeah, making a food, or making a dwarf. And was the black one you put a creature on top? Put a creature on top, yeah. So I guess maybe it was like, well, putting a creature on top and putting a spell on top are similar. Yeah. It's like, uh... yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm sure the black one's going to be an issue when there's like a, you know, some deck yeah, but lets you Like, at least creatures. black doesn't get to bounce stuff, though. True. Right, like but, that's that's kind of the problem with blue is that blue lets you bounce. Yeah, so you just get get to keep redoing it. Yeah, but yeah, they've designed all these cards to like on some level tie together, uh, like limited environments, and they mm. just are too powerful. Yeah, and I mean maybe Mystic Sanctuary's job was like we banned all these cards out of blue cards out of Popper. We got to give them something. But didn't they ban this in Popper? But it was after, like, they banned days and, like, they banned, like, yeah. three cards. Three blue cards, yeah. like, days and gush and something else. So maybe this was, like, okay, like, we'll give them something. And they're, like, oh, God, we've, we've gone too far. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they banned this in Popper, too. Yeah, I'm sure they I'm sure they did. But. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So something that's come up in, you know, the the idea that. It's okay that Wizards has missed all of this stuff because, look, the community missed all this stuff, right? So that's fair. And, oh, people didn't realize, thought Hogak was bad until they started playing with it. And, yeah. oh, they missed this or they missed that. And I'm not going to make the same point I made in the pre-show. But what I will say is, didn't R&D play with all of these cards for <laughs> literal months before... Yeah. They like got printed. Didn't they yeah. realize what was going on? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you, oh, you well, people had to play with these cards before they realized they were good. Cool. Let me show you a group of people that played with these cards, <laughs> but did not realize they were good. Yeah. Like that is a problem. The thing that I, the thing that I don't know about, and might be the answer to all of this is that how many times like when something's on its way out the door mm -hmm. someone further up like it's like this card needs to be better like the skull clamp thing the skull clamp. well they thought that made it worse right but yeah the same idea though yeah is what you're referring to yeah where something may have been tested at one level yeah and then and somebody turns a knob and doesn't test it and doesn't test it thoroughly or at all. Right. So, you know, if you looked at Oko, right, and someone was just like, well, let's turn that minus one into a plus one. Yeah. They might not realize how ridiculous of a change that is. Yeah. So they do that and it's like, oh, I guess. I guess that was not a good idea. So Oko starts at four or five. It goes to five. Both the plus two. Yeah. Right. So, so it starts at three. Mm -hmm. So like, imagine if you will, a world where Oko elking a thing. Right. Is a zero or a minus one. 
And then it just dies to whatever you just elked. Yes. Like, then, like, there's, like, thought. And do mm-hmm. I elk this? What, what do I do? As opposed to, yeah, I just elk it, it goes to one, then I play my blocker and I plus it. Yep. And I'm fine. And now you can't win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you're dead. Yep. And, like, it just seems like some of the cards just missed something. Mm-hmm. Like they just missed interactions and like, you know, I don't know how that happens consistently. It keeps happening though. It does. It does. So we've talked all the bands, all of the bands. We can't figure out draft, but you <laughs> are wading into the world of limited. Once again, I am. I don't know why, but I am. So this weekend is the, arena open and in the past we've had an arena open for standard and we've had an arena open for historic and now we have an arena open for limited but they told us we're not allowed to draft yeah um, because god for forbid there's reason, a seven person pod yeah well i think that's just the way i don't think they can do a seven person pod with the way drafts are set up on arena like, right. i just i don't think to. that they can fire one and like I'd heard people saying that, or I think LSV said that, you know, you don't just have, you know, if you have like five people show up in your last pod, you don't just have one five man draft. You have as many seven man drafts as would negate like having a five man draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think that Arena can have a seven man. Yeah, they might not be able to. Yeah. Which... So it's sealed, which, you know, isn't great, but. I like sealed. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do the arena open this weekend. Yeah. Sounds good. Have yeah, you practiced any? Not really. I did a couple back when I was hemorrhaging gems when I just, and I'm just going to dump some gems into it and see what happens. Awesome. So I wouldn't call it practice, but I have played a little bit. So any, anything that you noticed? Um, like as far as insights into the format, not really. Yeah. No. Okay. Kind of just the same as normal play play your bombs, play your removal, hope the mana works out. <laughs> yes. I mean, so, there's there's not much more to seal than that. Yeah, I mean, the good part about this is kind of like uh, Ravnica, yeah. where you have all the duels. Yeah, I mean, your fixing's great. Yeah, you so have you... duels in your land slot sometimes, plus that... Um, Shimmer Veil. Yeah, the Shimmer Veil's fantastic in this set. Yeah, so, like, those are the... Like those, these are the kind of sets where you just are like, I'm playing like every everything that is good with a single pip of mana, right? That like my lands even remotely let me play, yeah. And then I'm going to uh, uh, figure it out from there. Yeah, and like as long as one of those colors is green, it doesn't even matter if it's one pip or two pips because you get the. Glitter Frost or whatever. You get and... Glittering Frost and you get uh, Sculptor of Winter, which yeah. turns like all of your dual land, all of your snow dual lands can become like two of the color. Yeah. Because you're like, untap it, tap it again for the same color. Yep. So the structure is a lot more, the buy is a lot more gold than these have been normally. So it's yeah. $22,500. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. It's a lot. And or 4,500 gems. Yeah. uh, 
it's kind of nice because they let you pick best of one or best of three for day one. Yeah. Um, but the payouts are weird. Um, I don't remember. I don't know if brought up. Yeah. Am part I... of the part of the cost of the the higher cost is that these aren't phantom. You're actually yeah, no, getting to keep yeah, the cards. Yeah, you get cards. to keep the cards. So it's yeah. like when you do, uh, you know, a sealed GP. Remember those? Right? Yeah, I do. Like a regular GP is like fifty or sixty dollars, and mm -hmm. a sealed GP was usually like eighty. Right. Eighty or ninety or something because you were paying for the product. Right. As well, and that's kind of what you're doing here. Mm -hmm. is like, and you're also paying for, like, the people that are buying in on day one are also paying. for sealed product for day two also yeah fair so that that like that's why it costs more so for best of one it's seven mm -hmm. wins or three losses yeah which is good because it gives you a couple shots but the payout isn't anywhere near as good best of three has a better payout it has a way better payout like the best you can do for best of one is if you go seven oh you get or if you get seven wins, you get 2,000 gems, your qual for day two, which like half pays you back. Yeah. If you get four wins in best of three, you get 5,000 gems. So it does pay you back. That seems just wild. You can't drop a game in best of three, though. Yes. Well, you can't drop a match. Yeah, you can't drop a match. So you have to go four and oh. Right. Which, Whereas like, in best of one, you can you can take two losses. Yeah, it's similar? Question mark, right? Like so, you've got to win eight games in mm -hmm. the best of three, and you can lose two games. And best, or you can lose a game because yeah. you can't lose two in a row, right? But you can go two one two one right. two one two one. Right. Right. But like yeah, I don't know like I don't know which one's like more difficult. I think best of three is more difficult. Probably. Like <clears throat> the number of times like I've lost a best of one game and it's like, oh that wouldn't happen again because I would play around fill in the blank thing yeah. mm -hmm. are like infinite and like not being what it like just like running blind into um you know, oh, I'm not going to attack here in case they have a haste creature and then they have like a gold span dragon. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're also like the thing that I was thinking is I'd rather play best of one because when you're building a sealed pool, like the chances of you having decent sideboard cards are slim. Yeah, I, I know that uh, Numat brought up at one point that uh, Kenji said that uh, the worst part of his game is sideboarding. So, like, he yeah. enjoys, like, best of one for that. Like, he doesn't have to worry about that part of it. Yeah. Like, I guess my point was just that your sealed pool, like, may, you may not have any sideboard cards. In yeah, which case, might... if you signed up for best of three, like, that's kind of rough. Yeah, like, you might have, like, 23 playables done and done. Right. Right, and then you've got, like, a bunch of, like, just cards that yeah. aren't good enough. And then, like, if you're playing best of three, you run the risk that your opponent does have sideboard cards against you. And you're kind of banking on the fact that you're able to gleam more information out of your opponent's deck than they're going to gleam out of yours. Yeah. 
Yeah, which, I mean, the I person mean, that has, like, two broken wings and you have the 660 demon, or you have, like, uh, the lantern. Yeah. Right? They're like, well, bring in broken wings because this answers all of my problems. Yeah. And, like, you don't have that option. Right. And it's just like, and, oh. Like, if you're paying 4,500 gems is a lot. I mean, that's not something somebody's just going to randomly, you know, cue into. You're you're going to be somebody that has at least a little bit of knowledge and not going to yeah. be a slouch. So, so, like, if you spend, like, $100 and buy, mm-hmm. like, the 20,000 gems or whatever, mm-hmm. so this works out to be around, like, just under $25. Yeah. So it's, like, 22 or something. Mm-hmm. So... It says 22 to 25, depending on probably like how you buy your gems, like in what denomination. Yeah. Yeah, So people aren't just going to like yellow. Right. And do it. I will say that I have not seen, not that I've been glued to Twitter and there's other stuff going on, but I've not seen the like quarterly is the arena open predatory for letting you rebuy uh, tweets. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's nice. It's nice. Yeah. But again, like just remember when you see your favorite content creator that's not me or James uh, <laughs> tweet like first try super easy. Right. Realize that there's another content con- creator that is on like try seven. Right. That is like, oh, man. I mean, not to, not to like blow anybody's spot up, but Christos did one. of I think the last one of these, the historic one. And. I was at work and had a little bit of downtime. So I hopped onto Twitch to watch him. And I think he ran into a brick wall four times in a row without a win and just like hemorrhaged gems every single time. And I mean, it wasn't anything that he did wrong. It was just bad matchups, bad opening hands. Yeah. And he was on goblins. It's like, Oh, I'm on the draw. Well, now I'm like 45% to win this. Right. Oh, I have to mold a six. Well, this was fun. Yeah. Good, good games. So yeah. Yep. So yeah, just just keep in mind that like, for every person that was like, oh, super easy, GG. Uh, mm-hmm. There's someone that's just like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> I saw someone. So, also, the thing to remember here is, so there is especially in best of one, like a, an element of like high rolling stuff, right? Higher rolling matchups, being yep. on the play, right? You also get like this added thing of like. Is my sealed pool going to be good? Yeah. You know, if you get, like, the sealed pool that's, like, two rare lands and, like, a Masquerade Nexus. Oh, yeah, you're screwed. Like, you're done. Yeah. Uh, there was someone tweeted, they're like, I think sealed super easy. And their six wares were all on-color good red-green cards. Yeah. It was just like, oh, cool. Like, you have, like, an easy time of it. Right. That's a quarter of your deck. Good job. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Good job. You open a quarter of your... You have the best quarter of your deck you can have. Right. All right, awesome. Now you just have to hope that, like, you have any number of cards in those colors. Yeah. I mean, one of the cool things is that your entry reward is the Phyrexian Vorinclex. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That is. Usually when they do stuff like this, that's the only way you can get it. So not that I think... The Phyrexian Voron Clicks is worth 25 bucks, but yeah, it's, it's if not you wanted one, the chances of them offering it some other way are slim to none. Because I don't think you could get the um, the Kaldheim sleeve 
I think the only way to get it was by entering the previous arena open. Gotcha. All right. So this is what you're doing with your uh, weekend, or at least part of your weekend. <laughs> I mean, at least an hour or so. Hour <laughs> Hopefully or so. longer than that, but at least an hour or so. Hopefully you'll do well enough that you uh, record it. And well, I'm going to record it. I mean, it, if I run into a brick wall, I chances are I'm not going to release it, but I'll, I'll record it. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll at least release the uh, the, the, build, the build. Yeah, like just yeah. just uh, to have that, yeah. and, and then he can be like, and then he went away three. <laughs> yeah, five minutes. Five minutes later. Five minutes later, <laughs> you are eliminated. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Good good talk, everyone. Yeah, so there is, you mentioned, like, normally you don't get to change your deck between rounds. So, like, let's say you, like, put together, like, a three-color deck. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, wait, no, my deck's really good. I don't need these, like, two splash cards, and my mana can be way better. Yeah. Right? Like, you can do that and be like, yes, this these two cards are sixes, but my, the rest yeah. of my deck's good enough that I can put in two fours that are mm-hmm. on color and get to cast my stuff. Yeah. I would rather do that because the rest of my deck is a 10. Yeah. I, I mean, you can also go like right back to the drawing board. Yeah. Like you can, you can build a whole new deck if you wanted to. So th- this is the way that it actually works on arena. Yeah. They let you change your deck as much as you want. But when you're playing like in a real tournament, that is not the way it works. You have to, you have to play your registered deck. Yeah. So that's where the difference is. So, I think with all of that, we have a show. I think we have a show. So, if you want to tweet encouragement at James, you can get at him <laughs> at Casual Tripod. Yep. Uh, you can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. As always, you can drop us an email, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. If you need to pick up some singles, whether it's to build a new deck for one of the formats that got nuked this week, or pick up some Kaldheim cards while they're cheap. Uh, use our TCG player affiliate link, please. It's uh, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Don't forget, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get early access to show notes. They get access, period, to our pre-show ramblings. I got a couple little giveaways for patrons. Um, like I said, if you guys want to post up in the Discord... If you're a patron, I'll give you access this week. I've got two codes for arena sleeves, one for the basic lands that were, I think they're out right now, and one for the Seb sleeve, Seb McKinnon sleeve. Um, First come, first serve. Whoever says I want them, I'll give them to you. And like I said last week, the second round of our Patreon givebacks will probably be coming coming out in a month, five weeks, something like that. So if you guys want in for the next round of givebacks, make sure you're a patron before I before I post those. Other than that, we have our Discord. Probably the best way to get a hold of me. I know Brian spends some time in there also. That's where we do a lot of our freebie stuff. Um, there's a lot of good discussion in there about decks, people posting up deck lists, looking for ideas, suggestions, whatever. I've been trying to stay on top of that. So hop into our Discord. There should be a link in the description. There's a link on Facebook. There's a link on Twitter. 
if you want in and you can't figure out how to get in, let us know and I'll shoot you a personalized link to get you in. Sounds good. Oh, we have our YouTube channel. Do we mention our YouTube channel? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the YouTube channel. There's, Man, how did I forget about I that? I know. There's uh, seven drafts up by the time you this comes out. There will be an eighth draft that comes out on uh, Friday. Probably mm-hmm. cut back on the drafts a little bit going forward and probably start playing some sort of constructed. So if you have any decks you want me to like tool around with, like let me know and I can give them a go. Yeah. If I uh, if I do well, maybe there'll be some more content this weekend. Yeah, hopefully you do well. Yeah. Hopefully I do well. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. Catch you on the internets.